welcome to the Viewmasters. Farscape, episode 63. I yench, you yench. My name is Eric. <laughs> My name is Joe. I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant either. I didn't like saying it. It's not really in the show at all. Nope. It uh, sounds like a made-up alien language, but uh, seems to be more Yiddish than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know any Yiddish, other than what Brian Michael Bendis constantly writes for all of his characters. <laughs> Are you saying that Brian Michael Bendis does not know how to vary the voices of his characters? He has a little bit of a problem with that, I think. And I say this as someone who really enjoys his work. Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> Last I checked. Peter Parker, not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently someone, did, I think somebody complained to him that he was making Kitty Pride too Jewish. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been reading that. Yeah. Uh, she may be the only character that hasn't said a Yiddish phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, because she is actually Jewish. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think Wolverine has said, oi, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also a Canadian term. A. It's like it's like A, uh, but it's the perturbed okay. version of A. Is it? No. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> Canadians don't get perturbed. No, they don't. They're just very, very relaxed. <laughs> very calm. That makes that makes Wolverine the worst written character ever. He is really not a very good Canadian at no, all. No. He is uh he is a false Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> He's French Canadian. Let's go with that. All right, yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad if they just got rid of that French thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Farscape. Farscape. I'm not saying the name of this No, I, I don't remember what it is. It doesn't matter. I French, you French. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Weird connotations without the Canadian. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> we all French. Yeah. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> or so, nobody. So, uh, so. <laughs> Sad. So half, so half of this episode was really good. Yes, it was. And the other half of this episode was fucking horrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> one half was I, one half was you. Yeah, it's true. I don't know which was which, but yeah, one of them was great, and the other was just absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um, imagine, I guess, if you will, uh, you're watching a movie. You're watching... Requiem for a Dream. Okay. <laughs> and it's sad. Oh, God. And it's dark. And you're depressed. But it's really good. Mm hmm And then just, uh, you know, a cut scene. And then suddenly you're watching Epic Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awful. And it's trying to be funny. And it's not. It is. It was like a mix of Requiem for a Dream uh, and the scenes with the Neomoidians from Star Wars Episode One. Because the the aliens in this in this episode reminded me a lot of them. Okay. Super annoying and vaguely racist. I don't know that they were racist. No? Okay. Uh I mean maybe racist to uh, redneck monkeys. Okay. 
Yeah, because they had mullets and yeah. bad facial hair. <laughs> they were racist to the uh, flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. That, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, like, minus the blue skin and the screeching like howler monkeys, uh, these are dudes that I see at a UDF <laughs> sporting swastika tattoos on their necks <laughs> and buying shitty, shitty beer. So family men, uh-huh. is what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> with their horrible mullets and their bad mustaches yeah holy shit what <laughs> uh the one the one uh alien i thought for sure played an orc in, in the lord of the rings but i guess he didn't <laughs> he, he was in the dark knight rises apparently was he yeah, yeah. as a as a character called daggett okay but i don't know if he was roland daggett because I didn't recognize him through the horrible makeup. Okay. Did you remember that character from the Dark Knight Rises? Uh, no. Okay. So probably just background character. Probably just background character. Maybe had a line in Maybe. order to, to gain a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that uh, the one with the white mullet uh, looked a lot like Nick Stahl from Sin City. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, uh, that yellow bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but blue. Well, yeah. That blue well, bastard. You know, they, they had to actually paint him blue. Right. And then when they oh, know, yeah. processed the film, he was yellow. That's right. Yeah. That's stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't get movies. What the fuck, Robert Rodriguez? <laughs> what, what are you even doing? Use, use sets. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know those are all at his house. Are they really? <laughs> the green screens? Yeah, that's, so. all, that's all his house is. I think so. every room is painted just <laughs> bright green. It's like, yep. oh, I feel like being a cowboy today. I'm on a dude ranch. <laughs> and uh, that is why Rose McGowan left him. Yeah. I don't He's blame her. I do not blame her. He's a dick. <laughs> oh, that's unfair. I like sick it. of cosplaying yeah. Red Sonia. <laughs> He's like, no, just put the costume on. Look really good. We're going to make a movie, I swear. <laughs> no, I like Robert Rodriguez. I, do too. I like his movies. Yeah, most of them. The, the non spy kids ones that I've seen. Yeah. I like the first Spike Kids. I've never seen any of the Spike Kids movies. First one, I recommend it. All right. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the rest of his movies are, are pretty good. Okay. I'm looking forward to Machete Kills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that and Thor may be the only two movies I'm going to be seeing uh, in, the, in the near future. All right. I'm going to see Gravity. I want to see Gravity, but I don't think that's a movie theory going experience. No? Yeah. Is it too stressful? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. See, I think it looks super stressful. It looks like it might be intense. It also looks like, uh, you know, everything that I need to know I saw in the trailer, and maybe I don't need to see that movie because, it, you know, she, she goes floating into space. What next? Exactly. Exactly. That can't be all there is to the movie. I have no idea what comes next after that. George Clooney doesn't have a jetpack or anything. She can't go get her. <laughs> no one's rescuing her. She's just dead. <laughs> okay. He's dead in space. All right, then. Then why did they show? Why did they make a movie about it? I don't know. 
since apparently there's only two minutes of story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing I can think of is that the movie is then about the tedious bureaucracy of having to deal with the aftermath of the sex. I, I hope that's what it is. The gravity of the situation, <laughs> if you will. Back on Earth. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I need to see debriefings and, and hearings. And I do. I love The West Wing. <laughs> Let's do it, gravity. <laughs> uh, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I uh, like uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like him. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'll see it at some point. Yeah. yeah. All right. First game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so half of the movie uh, is uh, let's get the shit half out of the way first. Yeah. Is uh, is Dargo and Rigel go to a diner or something? Space diner. Space diner <laughs> to to uh, to parlay with uh, with Scorpius. Yep. And uh, Scorpius's lackeys. Uh, Braga, I believe. Okay. Is, uh, the lieutenant, anyway, or the the, the right hand man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But uh, so so they go there and they're and they're meeting in this diner and talking. Uh, and all of a sudden, the diner gets held up. Yep. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity does not. It attempts to ensue, yeah. but it fails miserably. Uh, new things were weird when they really kept focusing on the chef and the waitress in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. And they were freaking out in a overtly comical manner about the peacekeepers that were uh, in their restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, like, they just, they kept going to them as if they were important. Right. When everyone knows that they are not. Right. So, yeah, that was a bad sign. It was, uh, it was a bad omen, and then it just got worse. Because, the yeah, the two blue, mulleted, redneck alien, screaming monkey guys. <laughs> I don't think they even came in screaming like monkeys. That just no. is sort of an affectation that developed. Yeah, that's just the thing that they do, Yeah, apparently. Uh, every time they got excited, every time they got angry, every time somebody turned around, uh, every time the minute hand switched, uh, <laughs> if they were thinking, right. if they were standing, yep. if they were doing nothing, <laughs> they would just start screeching like monkeys. <laughs> uh, and shouting about why everything was so difficult. Yes. Why so difficult? Why so difficult? That is the question that I would like to ask the writers of this episode of Farscape. Why so difficult? Why did you feel the need to shoehorn this bullshit B-plot on what is otherwise a very affecting and important A-plot? Yes. Uh, okay, so let's talk about that for a minute, because okay. I do want to get into my points. Uh, about why. Why would they do this? <laughs> uh, so the A-plot is, uh, uh, it starts out with, uh, apparently we had some survivors from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they called for, like, a medical transport or something like that, uh, which, uh, took the, the, the surviving Scarin and whatever, and, uh, Jewel is gonna go with them, cause, uh, she's got her eye patch on. Again, that's her. That's her new thing. I guess her new luck. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, suddenly peacekeepers uh, come out of nowhere and uh, they're on the the attack. And so Talon 
uh, eliminates all of the peacekeepers. And then... Quite effectively. Quite effectively. It just destroys them. Two ships, two shots. Yep. And then... He then blows up the medical transport. Even though Krace is begging him not to. Yeah. And, uh... So then, uh... Medical transport has 600 innocent people on it. Yes. Innocent creatures. Whatever. Right. Uh, so... So, yeah. So Talon basically killed 600 innocent people. Uh, for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Because he was paranoid and, and confused. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's never really fully explained what the reasoning or conditions were that, that caused him to do that. Yeah. Well, they don't really know. Right. They don't know what would have caused that. Uh, but what they do know is that uh, apparently it's going to keep happening unless they, they do something. They basically are forced to consider to give him a lobotomy. Uh, which which Moya does not enjoy that no. aspect at all. No, she is not uh, not in favor of that plan. Yeah, which is reasonable. Yeah, and so I mean there is not a ton going on in there, but you know there's the debate whether they should do this or not, and then trying to convince Moya that they should do this, that it's for their own good. Basically, what they're doing is they're going to shut down Talon for a temporary amount of time, and then reboot him so that he will be a completely Clean slate as far as personality wise goes, uh, but but still alive, but but not talented. Anymore. Yeah, they're gonna reformat his hard drive. Right. Uh, and so you know, Crace, Aaron, and Crichton board Talon, and they they do the work, and they they shut him down. Before that, Moya convinces Talon that it's the right thing to do. Right. Talon powers back up and then starts blasting the shit out of Moya. Right. Yeah. Which is. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so they uh, managed to get uh, on board. Uh, they they shut him down, and then there is a scene where Crace is, is saying that that you know he's gone, and like the entire ship is just dark, and it's just Crace quietly walking out while Aaron and John just stand in complete and total silence. It is sad and depressing and disturbing. And then suddenly we get a blue guy screeching. <laughs> Why so difficult, Farscape writers? It's true. That might be. That might have been the the most powerful scene of the series so far. <laughs> Completely destroyed. Yes. <laughs> it was. Jarring to say the least. Yeah, like I jumped because it was just like someone slapped me in the face with a dildo, <laughs> just a bright blue chinless dildo. Which you're familiar with that? Yes, okay. <laughs> do dildos have chins? I don't think they do. Balls? Shaft? Shaftless? <laughs> just head and balls? No, could be. I don't know. I don't think they that dude didn't have a chin. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh that was unfortunate. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Everyone is to blame for that. Yeah. <laughs> Rockney O'Bannon was asleep at the wheel on that one. He's like, sure, fine, just do whatever. I trust you at this point, it's been three years. 
I'm sure you won't ruin everything. <laughs> Guess again, Rockney. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Awful. It did. <laughs> it did, and that and that storyline was ultimately pointless. Yeah. Like that. Like the Dargo and Rigel had reached an agreement with Scorpius and and and. Brock or whatever his name was, right? And uh, and then the the robbers bust in, and then they dick around for twenty minutes, yeah. And then at the end, they they beat the robbers, and they've still got their agreement, right? Everything's fine. The, 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 yeah, it was like supposed to be this thing where like could Rigel and and Scorpius trust each other, and so like the whole thing is supposed to be about that, yeah. Because they're also like while the robbers are there. You know, playing each other, you know, against both sides, and but, like you said, they had already reached the agreement before this happened. Yeah, and then they walk away from it with the same agreement. Pointless. Yeah, yeah, and just, just stupid. Yeah, and I mean, we're calling this the B plot, but it really seemed like it was the majority of the show. It did, and that may just be because it was so terrible yeah, that it just dragged on. Also, very possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So, so something's wrong with Talon. Yeah. And that's sad. Yes, it is. I'm sad to see Talon go, even if it's only temporarily. Right. Got attached to him. Yeah. He's he's a good guy. Ship. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> Except for didn't he try to kill? Crichton once. Well, he was jealous. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you ever find yourself watching this episode, every time the uh, you see somebody blue, just uh, fast forward and, uh, well, you know... Enjoy the other ten minutes of this episode that, uh, you know, was dedicated to quality. Yeah. It was probably 20 minutes. It was probably pretty even split. Yeah, probably. It yeah. did not feel that way, though. <laughs> I did love uh, at the end when uh, when Dargo and Rigel are headed back to Moya. Like, how does that conversation go when they land? Right. Like, oh, yeah, Talon's just gone. Right. We had to kill him. <clears throat> Whoops. Yeah, so you know how they handled it. Yeah. But Chiana being super jumpy and happy and kissing yeah. them. And, yeah. She was very excited. Yeah. Hey, our good friend is technically dead. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Good to see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Chiana's still psychic, apparently. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, like, I remember from, like, the second season when, you know, she brought that piece of art from oh god that, that was horrible black magician guy yeah uh and, and he, he was a magician who practiced black magic he was not a black magician right yeah. <laughs> just to clarify right. yeah. not racist okay. <laughs> uh but yeah are you yeah. saying that black people can't be magicians no not at all okay. could a black person be a black magician <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay let me let me rephrase this. Uh, okay. For, and, uh, you know, for semantics' sake. 
I knew what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> there could be a black magician who practices black magic okay. and is black. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I'm glad we had this discussion. Me too. They <laughs> added a lot to the show. <laughs> Our show is a lot <sighs> like this episode of Farscape. Yeah. About a third of it is really great. <laughs> and then the rest of it is dumb bullshit you wish wasn't happening. Yeah. And you constantly think to yourself, why doesn't somebody kill those two? <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, uh, if, if we were the robbers, yeah. uh, which, which would we be? Would, would, uh, would you be the one with the tiny little gun or the one with the, oversized 90s cable gun. Uh, they both were using those guns. Uh, Did they trade them? Because it I seemed didn't... like the the one guy had the small one more often. Uh, the, uh... Well, maybe I'm just thinking the, the guy with the white mullet. Okay. Uh, had the big gun when he got stabbed in the back and then spun around the diner 17 <laughs> times shooting uh, the giant gun. That's <laughs> true, that did happen. Yes. <laughs> In slow-mo. Right. Yeah, right. They had to fill for time. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, so yeah, would you be that guy or the other guy? I'd probably be the other guy. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I hope that I would be the other guy. Uh, but in reality, I'd probably be that guy. <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself. So there are two things that I would like to talk about real quick. Okay. Uh, at one point, uh, the, the, the fucking robbers have decided to kidnap Rigel, uh, and, uh, it doesn't matter what else. Right. But they're trying to get him to prove that he doesn't like peacekeepers. Right. So they give him a gun. They give him a gun. Uh-huh. There are, there are two guns. Yeah. And they give one of them to Rigel. Uh-huh. And Rigel has to decide who he's going to shoot. If he's going to shoot Scorpius or Scorpius's other guy. Right. Why does he not just shoot the other alien I with the gun? I don't understand the question. You don't understand? <laughs> there are, there are, there is a bad guy with a gun uh-huh. and a good guy with a gun. Uh-huh. I know that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I've heard that on the news. So why does the good guy with a gun not stop the bad guy with a gun? Uh, because gun tr- control laws are just uh, a mess. Is it because of Obama? It is because of Obama. Was was Rigel afraid that Obama was going to come take his gun? I think he was, yeah. That is sad. Yep, Obamacare was going to take his guns away. <laughs> <laughs> that is why he could not stop the bad guy with the gun. Okay, fair enough. My other question. (laughs) So, so, uh, spoiler alert, they ultimately overpower the blue aliens. (laughs) And part of the way that they do this is, uh, uh, requires a bit of explanation. Uh, Dargo and the other peacekeeper guy. Braga. Have, Braga, yeah. Have, I'm not Braga in, but, no, sorry, never mind. But, uh, you so hate puns. I do, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Tuesdays with Maury. 
Are you fucking kidding me, James Abels? <laughs> though, though part of the hatred is that that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so those two guys have these bracelets on that basically make them Tomax and Zamot from G.I. Joe. Right. Uh, if you hurt one, the other one feels that pain. Yes. So their grand plan for stopping the aliens uh, is to put one of those bracelets on one of the aliens. Right. So you've got Dargo, who is in good health. Uh-huh. And you've got Braga, who has been shot. Right. And is not in good shape. And kicked in the nuts. And kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Why do you take the bracelet off of him and put it on the other guy and not put the one from Dargo on the robber so that the robber feels the crippling pain of having been shot and kicked in the nuts? Um, Is it because it would deprive us of a scene of Dargo slamming his head into the floor repeatedly? Uh, is that the only reason? That is probably the only reason. But let me try to walk through this. Okay, okay. Uh, what if you only feel the pain of the other person when you're wearing the bracelet when the injury happens? So, Braga may still be in pain because he got shot, but, you know, Dargo was wearing the bracelet at the time, so he got that initial feeling of pain. Okay. Um... So, placing the bracelet onto the other guy wouldn't make him feel that pain. Okay. That's a I, bullshit answer. I don't think they put that much thought into it. I don't think they did either. <laughs> I think that they really just wanted Dargo to smash his head into the floor over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Further neutering the Dargo character. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Don't cry. It's, no, it's, it's just depressing is all. Uh, so those were those were my uh, my two things about the episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't understand the whole bracelet thing either. With, uh, like, you know, they, they both experienced the pain, sure, but, you know, why then was Dargo completely incapacitated for the rest of the episode after the initial shot? See, that's why, that's why I think that the pain's continuous. Okay. Regardless of when the initial jolt happens. All right. Whatever. Just put the, put the fucking bracelet on him, he falls to the ground. The end. Right, yeah. Show. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just, just half of it. Yeah, half of it, terrible. Yeah. The other, other half, spectacular. Yeah. Best best episode. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> best half episode so best, far. This is the best half of Farscape <laughs> that we have seen in a while. <laughs> this is also the worst half of Farscape mm -hmm. that we have seen in a while. <laughs> and we've seen some pretty bad ones. Yeah. And some pretty good ones lately. Yeah. So, I guess they found their footing then. <laughs> sort of? Yeah. <laughs> like, there were two different writing teams <laughs> for this episode. That's just probably true. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew it was going to be bad based on the title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least half. Yeah. 
<laughs> the, the, the ones with the cutesy names. They're usually pretty terrible. They're usually pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so did you hear about the uh, Commissioner Gordon TV show? I did. Yeah? Yeah. I'm I, excited. Uh, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> uh, mostly because I just have zero faith in uh, anything that is being put out by anything associated with DC Comics. All right. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do tend to fuck everything up. The The track record is pretty bad lately. Yeah. From from comics to cartoons to movies, it's, it's not 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 been great. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I would love to see a uh, at least a Gotham PD based television program. Yeah, because I have read the comic that uh, that came up with that uh, premise, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have zero faith in, in uh, anybody uh, translating that well to to their uh, media. Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially the guy in charge of the Mentalist. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> which you know, the Mentalist is watchable. Yeah. It's not good. It's not not terrible. It is just watchable. It is. But it is also psych without any of the humor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think uh, I think maybe that guy plus Dick Wolf from Law and Order uh-huh. should should do the Batman, the Gotham <laughs> PD show. <clears throat> yeah. Eh, you know, I mean, Dick Wolf does have a pretty good uh, grasp of the police procedural. Yeah. He has only been doing it for thirty some years. <laughs> I, I was watching Law and Order <clears throat> earlier today. Yeah. Uh, from the first season, still holds up. Yeah. It's you know, it's not a great show, but it is what it is, and it, it does that very well. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, at the same time, because because this is going to be pre Batman, right? So Batman does not exist. I'm sure there will be some sort of like Wayne influence felt throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, probably not Bruce Wayne though, uh, but but you know, uh, and, and you know, I guess with that, what's going to separate it from any other cop show on TV other than the name? Yeah, and, and following you know, Detective Jim Gordon. Uh, well, didn't, didn't they say that the the Batman villains will be there? Which makes no sense. Yeah, because. <laughs> Why would there be Batman villains if Batman's not around? Yeah. Because the whole thing about Batman is that we're not quite sure whether, you know, he just sort of, his presence brought these freaks out into the open. You know, and if the freaks are out in the open, then, you know, pre-Batman, then uh, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be really cool... Uh, if it's if it's done sort of like Gotham Central was, mm-hmm. where I mean I mean Batman shows up in Gotham Central, right? But I mean he's not in every issue. No, and I think they could do a show like that, um, 
without even ever having Batman show up oh, at yeah. all. Just have, you know, his presence felt. Absolutely. Basically. And then you can get the villains out. And then you can get the villains, yeah. Because, I mean, part of the main portion of Gotham uh, Central was that, you know, it's the cops trying to get these guys before Batman does. Right. Trying to not rely on Batman. And that's awesome. Yeah. And that is a damn good premise for a show. You know, just, just yeah. seeing the regular police, how they deal with, you know, the villains. Because sometimes Batman can't catch them all. Yeah. Because he's busy. He does other things. There's only one of them. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes he's worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's a cow. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 if it, I don't, I'll be interested to see how they do it. Because I have I have specific ideas about how I would do it right. from years and years ago when I wrote fan fiction about a Gotham City Police Department like yeah. set in year one with Gordon and and Essen and and Flass and Dent and anyway yeah. <laughs> so yeah I'll be interested I'm 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 curious I would certainly watch it you know for for sure uh, but I, I just no confidence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, cause, cause also, like, in the past, you know, a uh, couple days, like, this thing has come out about David Goyer defending the ending of Man of Steel, and it's just a pile of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, David Goyer's dumb. Yes. <laughs> and people seem to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, uh, cause, cause the, the thing has been reprinted across the internet, but my, my favorite intro to the whole thing was from Comics Alliance, which was uh, you know, something like, you know, David Goyer is a superstar, superhero movie writer. He wrote uh, the Blade franchise, including the third one. The Dark Knight movies, including the third one. And David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did he really write that? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, uh, Blade 3 is, which he wrote and directed. Yeah. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that's definitely... The only thing worse is the pilot to the Blade television show, <laughs> which he also wrote. With Jeff Johns. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought Jeff Johns wrote that, too. Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff Johns. Uh, <sighs> David Goyer's not good. No. David Goyer only produces good things when someone that he is working with is uh, better than him at what he is doing. <laughs> uh, which is why the first Blade movie is pretty good, and the second Blade movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Which is why Batman Begins and, and arguably The Dark Knight are pretty good. Uh, <laughs> arguably. Yeah. I don't like it. Why so difficult? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I'm a fan. I like Batman Begins. Yeah, a lot. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three episodes left in this season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's going to happen? Uh, there's going to be a two-parter. Okay. Maybe a three-parter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Scorpio, yeah, so, uh, I guess the whole point of this episode was that, uh, Scorpius and yeah. John are, uh, gonna be working together. Forgot there was a point. Yeah, they're gonna, 
they're going to work together to figure out wormhole technology just so that uh, the worst guys don't get control over it. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So that, that deal's going to work out. I'm sure it'll be perfectly fine. It'll be great. They're not going to have any problems. None whatsoever. With with what's her name? Nope. With what was her name? Shit. Bub. Bub. Ah. Uh. Ah. Promo. No. Um. <laughs> it was a. It was her name was a word that is something else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> MacGuffin. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Uh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She's terrible. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.